Section 3 of Make Mine Homogenized by Rick Raphael. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jeannie Whitfield. Running on Sally's Milk. When Hetty and Barney had finished their recitation, Johnny wore a look of frank disbelief. If I didn't know you two better, I'd say you'd both been belting the bourbon bottle while I was gone. But this, I've got to see. They finished lunch. After Hetty stacked the dishes in the sink, trooped out to the porch where Johnny went through the same examination of milk. Again, a little fire was built in the open safety of the yard and a few drops of the liquid used to produce the same technicolored combustive effects. Well, what do you know? Johnny exclaimed. A four hundred octane Guernsey cow. Johnny kicked out the fire and carried the milk pail to the tractor shed. He parked the milk on a workbench and gathered up an armful of tools to repair the blast-torn kitchen. He started to leave, but when the milk bucket caught his eye, he unloaded the tools and fished around under the workbench for an empty five-gallon gas can. He poured the remaining milk into the closed gasoline can and replaced the cap. Then he took his tools and a pane of glass from the overhead rack and headed for the house. Eddie came into the kitchen as he was prying at the cauldron lid in the wall. You're going to make a worse mess before you're through, she said, so I'll just let you finish then clean up the whole mess afterwards. I got other things to do anyway. She jammed a man's old felt hat on her head and left the house. Barney was unloading the last of the supplies Johnny had brought from Carson in the truck. Eddie shielded her eyes against the metallic glare of the afternoon sun. Getting pretty dry, Barney. Throw some salt blocks in the pickup, and I'll run them down to the south pasture and see if the pumps need to be turned on. And you might get that wind pump going in case we need a little breeze later this afternoon. But in any case, better run the yard pump for an hour or so and get some water up into the tank. I'll be back as soon as I take a ride through the pasture. I want to see how that Angus yearling is coming that I picked out for house beef. A few minutes later, Hetty, in the pickup, disappeared behind a hot swirl of yellow dust. Barney ambled to the cool pump house beneath the towering windmill. An electric motor powered either from the REA line or from direct current, stored in a bank of wet cell batteries, both large in the small shed. To the left, a small gasoline-driven generator supplied standby power if no wind was blowing to turn the arm-driven generator or if the lines happened to be down, as was often the case in the winter. Barney threw the switch to start the pump motor. Nothing happened. He reached for the light switch to test the single bulb hanging from a cord to the ceiling. Same nothing. Muttering darkly to himself, he changed the pump. Engine leads to DC current. Closed the switch to the battery bank. The engine squeaked and whined slowly. But when Barney threw in the clutch to drive the pump, it stopped and just hummed faintly. Then he opened the A.C. fuse box. Johnny had freed the cauldron lid and was knocking out bits of broken glass from the kitchen window frame before putting the new glass in when Barty limped into the room. That pot busted the pump house electric line, Johnny, when it went sailing, he said. And Ms. Thompson wants to pump up some water, and on top of that, the batteries are down. You got time to fix the line? Johnny paused and surveyed the kitchen. I'm going to be working here for another hour, anyway, so Hetty can clean up when she gets back. Why don't you fire up the gasoline kicker for now? I'll fix the line when I get through here, he said. Okay, Barney nodded and turned to leave. 
Oh, forgot to ask you. Miss Thompson tell you about the egg? What egg? Johnny asked. The gold one. Johnny grinned. Sure, and I saw the goose when I came in. And your jack in the windmill is your beanstalk. Go climb it, Barney, and cut out the fairy tales. Ah, Johnny, Barney protested. I ain't kidding. Miss Thompson got a gold egg from the hens this morning. At least it looks kind of like gold, but she says it ain't. See, here it is. He reached into the cupboard where Hetty had placed the odd egg. He walked over and handed it to Johnny, who was sitting on the sink drain counter to work on the shattered window. The younger man turned the egg over in his hand. It sure feels funny. Wonder what the inside looks like. He banged the egg gently against the edge of the drain board. When it didn't crack, he slammed it harder. But then realizing if it did break suddenly, it would squish onto the floor, he put the egg on the counter and tapped it with his hammer. The shell split, and a clear liquid poured out onto the drain board. Thin and clear, not glutinous like a normal egg white. A small reddish ball, obviously the yolk, rolled across the board, fell into the sink, and broke into powdery fragments. A faint ether-like odor arose from the mess. I guess Miss Thompson was right, Barney said. She said that hen must have been pecking in the fertilizer chemicals. Never seen no egg like that before. Yeah, Johnny said puzzledly. Well, so much for that. He tossed the golden shell to one side and turned back to his glasswork. Barney left for the pump house. Inside the pump house, Barney opened the gasoline engine tank and poked a stick down to test the fuel level. The stick came out almost dry. With another string of mutterings, he limped across the yard to the tractor shed for a gas can. Back in the pump house, he poured the engine tank full and set the gas can aside, and then, after priming the carburetor, yanked on the starter pull rope. The engine caught with a sputtering roar and began racing madly. Barney lunged for the throttle and cut it back to idle, but even then the engine was running at near full speed. Then Barney noticed the white fluid running down the side of the engine tank and dripping from the spout of the gasoline can. He grinned broadly, cut in the pump clutch, and hurriedly limped across the yard to the kitchen. Hey, Johnny, he called. Did you put that milk of Sally's into the gas can? Johnny leaned through the open kitchen window. Yeah, why? Well, I just filled the kicker with it by accident. And man, you ought to hear that engine run. Barney exclaimed, come see. Johnny swung his legs through the window and dropped lightly to the yard. The two men were halfway across the yard from the pump house when a loud explosion ripped the building. Parts of the pump engine flew through the thin walls like shrapnel. A billowing cloud of purple smoke welled out of the ruptured building as Johnny and Barney flattened themselves against hot, packed earth. Flames licked up from the pump shed. The men ran for the horse trough and, grabbing pails of water, raced toward the pump house. The fire had just started into the wooden walls of the building, and a few splashes of water doused the flames. They eyed the ruins of the gasoline engine. Holy cow, Johnny exclaimed. That stuff blew the engine right apart. He gazed at the holes in the pump house roof, blew the cylinders and head right out of the roof. Holy cow! Barney was pawing at the pump and the electric motor. Didn't seem to hurt the pump none. Guess we better get that electric line fixed, though, now that we ain't got no more gas engine. The two men went to work on the pump motor. The broken line outside the building was spliced, and twenty minutes later, Johnny threw the AC switch. 
The big electric motor spun into action and settled into a workmanlike hum. The overhead light dimmed briefly when the pump load was thrown on, and then the slip-slap sound of the pump filled the shed. They watched and listened for a couple of minutes, assured that the pump was working satisfactorily. They left the wrecked pump house. Johnny was carrying the gasoline can of milk. Good thing you set this off to one side where it didn't get hit and go off, he said. The way this stuff reacts, we'd be without a pump, engine, or windmill if it had. Barney, be a good guy and finish putting in that glass for me, will you? I've got the frame all ready to putty. I've got some fiddling and figuring to do. Johnny angled off to the tractor and tool shed and disappeared inside. Barney limped into the kitchen and went to work on the window glass. From the tractor shed came the sounds of an engine sputtering, racing, backfiring, and then just idling. When Hetty drove back into the ranch yard an hour or so later, Johnny was rodeoing the farm tractor around the yard like a teenager. His face split into a wide grin. She parked the truck under the tree as Johnny drove the tractor alongside and gunned the engine, still grinning. What in tarnation is this all about? Hetty asked as she climbed down from the pickup. Know what this tractor's running on? Johnny shouted over the noise of the engine. Of course I do, you young idiot, she exclaimed. It's gasoline. Wrong, Johnny yelled triumphantly. It's running on Sally's milk. End of section three. Recording by Jeannie Whitfield, Mississippi, USA.